Welcome to Inside Flicks. This is a movie discussion podcast. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. Uh, in this episode, we're going to look at the new Netflix film, Bear Street Part 1, 1994. This is like the first installment of Netflix's horror slasher film trilogy event. Uh, this is based on the best-selling young adult horror book series by Goosebumps author R.L. Stein. Uh, here's a clip from the trailer, and we'll be back. Dude, what the hell? This is exactly why you have no friends. Look, some gal killed a bunch of people at the mall last night. Holy shit. Another shady side tragedy. Fits the narrative, right? Sarah fears back. Christ, not you too. There's no angry dead witch. The only thing that made him go crazy is this town. The dude was wearing a Halloween skull mask. How is that not fun? Guys, I think there's someone in the woods. one night and dead people are trying to kill us maybe we are doomed all right rich uh let's start with the 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 synopsis of this film uh okay this is one uh begins with a circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years welcome to shady side mm, intriguing <laughs> dun, dun, Who, who's, dun. who's the director of this uh this this part one lee janiak i guess um yeah lee she did one other film uh, yeah she did a indie film a horror movie called honeymoon, honeymoon. yeah which was like a cabins in the woods type of horror movie mm -hmm. uh did i think it did very well in the festivals uh and but uh yeah she's back with got her got <laughs> was good enough to get a three-part deal Right, she directed. She directed because this is a one of three films that's going to be released in July in Netflix. Uh, she directs all three movies, and mm -hmm. um, and she also co-wrote the she co-wrote the franchise as well. And so, what's the cast? So, tell us about the cast, Rich. Uh, this first chapter uh, stars uh, Kiana Madeira, Olivia Scott Welch, Benjamin Flores Jr., Julia Raywald, Ashley Zuckerman, Fred Hitchinger, and Maya Hawke. Uh, Maya Hawk from Stranger Things, and I think that this is good, a good way to segue into this is that this is very much a Stranger Things esque kind of horror film, where instead of it set in the eighties, this is set in the nineties. I, I I didn't get that. Oh really? I thought no. so. I thought I thought it very much tries to be. No, yeah, I, I, I I know I know what this movie was trying to do. What is trying to do? But 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 I'll I'll I'll. I'll I'll explain when when I talk about it. You guys go. Okay, so uh, I I bring up Stranger Things because I think uh, Fear Street is trying instead of the '80s, they're try they're trying to do that whole kind of '90s nostalgia, specifically the slasher films of the '90s. They steal a lot from Scream, or I Know What You Did Last Summer, those type of movies. Um, it's a it's a movie that's you know Netflix is betting on because they had they made three movies. Uh, Rich, what's your what's your take on this first uh, Fear Street Part One? Yeah, they um, it it it's got a, a Stranger Things feel because of the cinematography is uh, Cal Heyman who also does the uh, Stranger Things, and um, 
And, and the director, I was, well, the, know, the director Lee uh, Jank Janiak is also married to one of the Duff brothers. Yeah, yeah, the Duff, yeah, the Duff brothers. Mm. So I was expecting this way, this movie to be much better than what it, what ended up being, and uh, yeah, needless to say, uh, I am disappointed by it. Did, were you disappointed from the very beginning, or yeah, pretty much on? <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can, I can see that. Yeah, because I had a automatic feel that this was just a uh, a short film uh, type of film director. Yeah, it was um, mm, from actually, the beginning. I mean, from the beginning, it was just short film to short film to short film to short film, and let's add edit it all together. Yeah, I think, I mean, for, for me, I think if you were raised on the horror films of the 90s horror films, I think most likely you will find this entertaining. Uh, I grew up in the 90s, so I know very much this, this you know, the culture. I, I know the Gen X kind of uh, era. I, I, I didn't really kind of, I couldn't relate to the, these kids, these teenage kids. Mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of find them all extremely selfish and you know, self-centered. Uh, they didn't. Yeah, and it got worse as the movie went on. <laughs> yeah. Unf unfortunately, because as the movie progresses, like once you get to the ending, they want you to really care about the characters, but I, I, I never did. <laughs> yeah, and then they didn't really particularly act like kids from the '90s, apart from a few slang words. They, they made a bunch of references to yeah. like uh, to music and stuff, to and TV shows, and that was enough. <laughs> and then, yeah, one kid has a beeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man! And the music here—I mean, each and scene. Yeah, they play like the the yeah. the, the worst ninety songs you can think of. Also, <laughs> well, no, not, no, 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 it's no, not no, the no. worst. It's just just the typical nineties music you would hear. But it's in every scene. It's like there's no there's no reason behind it to play this song. It's yeah, just like we got this we got this license to you know of these whole catalog of songs. We're just going to throw it all in the thirty minutes of this movie. The, you know, the first yeah, thirty yeah. minutes of this movie. Felt like a Tony Hawk game and stuff like that. Yeah, and nah, a Tony Hawk game. I think would have a better soundtrack than this. Come on. <laughs> no, uh, let me let me step in here because I, I think I, look, I I think this movie was specifically actually I don't think this was made for the Gen X audience. Oh no, I definitely. think this actually was. I think this was made for uh for for my audience actually for people around my age for people in their in their tw their twenties late twenties maybe a little younger than that maybe slightly older than that. Um, yeah, you know, like you like you mentioned earlier, Mike. This is based on L. R. L. R. L. Stein's you know best-selling book or whatever. He's R. L. Stein's a, book. He's basically a bubblegum version of Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 he's he's known for making uh, children's horror books, and I, I actually I read I read those books when I was a child in elementary school. Mm -hmm. uh, younger than that, I actually well maybe not younger. Yeah, but when I was very young. A child and um i watched uh, the reason i i read those books was because i watched the goosebumps tv show mm. that was a, a children's show made for you know for babies <laughs> like <laughs> like me like me at the time mm -hmm. and if you if you watch this movie they're very clearly doing the goosebumps tv show but uh, r-rated oh yes and and, f and in fact i would and um what so like the twenty, the first twenty minutes of the movie, I actually kind of loved it because mm. I was like, man, they're doing they're doing the sh my childhood goosebumps, but as an R rated film. But for me, after like the first twenty minutes, it just really ran out of steam. I wasn't invested in the story, and I started to really, really get annoyed by the characters and the the dialogue and stuff, which was felt very much like 
the cartoon show it's just now they're cursing or not mm. the cartoon show the live action show from the 90s mm-hmm. it's just now they're cursing and and talking about you know sex and other things like stuff like that mm. but it, it, the dialogue felt like dialogue from that show like mm. from a children's show and so I, I i see the novelty of this movie but they they made a movie for a very specific tiny audience you know basically a movie for people that grew up watching the goosebumps tv show mm-hmm. And everyone outside of that, I don't see. I I don't see really liking this or even getting it, like getting what they're doing. Well, I so, I mean, uh, I never watched the Goosebumps show or uh, yeah, because I mean it was for it was for children. You were you were I was old man. You were much then. older. <laughs> you were much older. You were like in your twenties. <laughs> and so I I don't I I so I when I watch this movie I, I I think of you know Scream. I think of I know what you did last summer. These are these are a ton of like slasher films in the late nineties, you know, like uh, final, you know, Final Destination. Maybe uh, there was a movie called Disturbing Behavior. There was a like mm-hmm. a bad one called uh, Urban Legend, which is, uh, you know, and then you know, th- these are just high school set horror movies that you know they weren't particularly good. I mean, Scream mm-hmm. is the only one that I would consider a classic. It deserves its recognition. It deserves its accolades. It was it, a master it, of horror, and it was, it was you know directed by Wes Craven, and and, and, and the, the, the and thing it holds like, up. It holds up, and the thing is, there were kind of subverting the horror genre from the movies from the eighties and and seventies. So when I see this, this is just kind of just doing the same thing. I mean, well, the the opening shot is very much a scream homage to to what they did to. Uh, uh, Drew Braymore in the first well, Scream movie. Mike, you're not necessarily wrong because uh, you're you're 100 correct. Because you know, like like I was saying earlier, R.L. Stein he was a children's novelist, and mm. uh, these Fear Street books was him attempting to make something for an older crowd. It was him attempting to make something for a teenage audience. Mm. And I think what he was very much trying to do was rip off of what was popular, which was the oh. Scream franchise, which was that those type of movies. Uh-huh. And I think his his this is his version of that, but he, let's be honest—he really wasn't the best writer. Right. So, he—he <laughs> he was a children's writer. Uh, so so I, I mean, I don't. You know, that's a, that's interesting because I didn't. I don't. You know what? To, to be honest, I didn't really think this was even based on anything. I thought this was just using R.L. Stein's franchise or his brand as no as this a, was this was him trying to do something for an older crowd and i don't think he was he's just he i don't think he was made for that i never mm. read those books i never read the fear street books mm. but i just i just did a little w- wikipedia read about it um oh. after watching this movie okay and um i, I, I for I, for everything i read it, it seemed like it, this was just him uh, attempting to do something that was out of his comfort zone mm. yeah i mean it's definitely graphic i mean there, I, I was shocked about how how graphic it is you know with the with those with the killings well they probably amped it amped it up for the movie <laughs> rich what's your thoughts on, on the on the on you know some of the horror elements of this movie yeah um i kind of like the elements mm-hmm. but it's just the direction that and the writing is just um was but just you could, horrific that's the horrific but, part <laughs> but my uh, but rich you can see how they were maybe going for like a like a children yeah that's fine of... that's fine i mean no but i mean like in the writing like all the stuff that pissed you off you can kind of no 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 no. i mean i i get that that they're they're i mean the stupid uh shady side and sunny side or whatever <laughs> and, and uh i i get that part and i get 
but I just don't like the I didn't like the uh, the the writing itself. I mm. mean, the, the 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 words that they had to you know the, the, the to say yeah the, the dialogue, dialogue. yeah and, and, and the directions the uh, there was no um, nothing original at all yeah I mean no uh, and and it was done so poorly and especially from the beginning yeah the, the I mean the the best thing about it was the cinematography the 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 the, the, the lighting work uh, uh, throughout the whole film mm. and, and um and, uh, I mean for for example I mean there was there's this one guy who was who was in the, from the very beginning he was a janitor Daryl Britt Gibson an actor mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. and he's they put him they put him in jail for it or whatever uh, for some kind of uh, humor reference I don't know what I don't know yeah, what it, it was it's like a one note joke that wasn't even funny or I, I don't know. That was, that's that's just one gripe that I was going. <laughs> well, what was that? I yeah, mean, I know. I know. Well, see, we should mention that this is this is this revolves around a group of high school students who find themselves targeted by a mysterious serial killer, mm-hmm. and he's dressed in a skeleton costume, which to me comes to mind Scream. Uh, this leads them into investigating a series of local unsolved murders. They soon discover that these murders have a connection with the town's dark and secret history of witchcraft or a witch. And uh, that sounds cool, but it, it, it's still a bunch of just kids running around, yeah, not really kids, kind of yeah. understanding what their situation is. They, like I said, they film very, they, 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 they seem very self-centered, and they, you know, and like, at and one, they're cartoon characters. They're cartoon basically. characters, yeah. But one, that's that's cause that's going with the the whole goosebumps thing that was uh, talk going with because that's how in those shows like everyone's a cartoon character well in goosebumps i mean in children's shows in, in all those goosebumps books are there any parents <laughs> are there oh, any yeah. grown-ups in it i don't remember man that was a long time ago but i don't think there was that much i think there was like kind of no there certainly is none in this movie i'm not i, I mean, think i think that's i think that's a a trope of his <laughs> Yeah, like all the adults are not a, a parent, or they're not a, they're not visible in this movie. Yeah, I'll repeat, he's not a he's not a great writer. <laughs> it might as well be a Peanuts movie. <laughs> yeah, there's one sheriff who is who's a like a Keenstone cop type of just dimwit, but then you know maybe he knows more than he le- well, lets on. But uh, I mean, I mean. The, the whole idea here is like, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense because, you know, obviously we know that within this group of kids, they're going to, one one at least is going to die. And when that happens, they don't really take time to really even feel emotions about it. They don't grieve. They don't, couldn't, they couldn't care less. It's nah. like normal. Like when a person dies or maybe two people die or whatever, a whole, a whole gang of people die, they just keep going. Like they never really stop to really think of what's what's the situation, why they should be either feel, feel to feel frightened or terrified or even anything. It just there there's just it was just I think there's really bad acting and uh or it's a bad screenplay i don't know what it is it's maybe it's bad bad everything bad direction all I don't, I, you know what i don't i don't i don't necessarily agree with that because i the movie didn't work for me but i think everything they they tried to do with this movie was well executed and i think it's mm. well directed for what they were trying to do it, like if 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 i'm correct about this and they were really trying to go for the goosebumps vibe just r-rated I think they succeeded. Oh, okay. I, I just don't mm-hmm. think I just don't think that's something that 
should have been a, a full length film. I think this would have actually probably worked as like a twenty minute movie, and that, I actually don't think it needed to be this long at all. I think you could have probably you could have stuffed it down to something that's twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. I, a lot of it's just the kids hanging out and joking around, and none of it's funny, unless if you're a small child, right? <laughs> or, or I guess you have a lot of nostalgia for that type of stuff from your childhood. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I did for a little bit in the movie, but it really just wore off. Yeah, yeah I, but- I mean, I was, you know, when I was, when I was started watching this, I was lo- actually looking forward to this because I, you know, I, I, at this point, I think the, the eighties nostalgia is finally over. And I think well, part two of this is going to be like goosebumps meets Friday the 13th. <laughs> right, right, right. But now I think the eighties nostalgia is finally over. And I think now we're seeing the dawn of this nineties revival. And, you know, we just had a Fresh Prince reunion show. We just had a Friends reunion show. So I think the next couple of months or next couple of years, I think more and more TV and movies are going to are going to reexamine the 90s decade and really draw elements elements from it. So you can expect a lot of fondness and uh, affection for the 90s culture. Well, there was no definitely but, no no fact check during this. Film, yeah. That's for and that's sure. the thing. That's the thing. I This doesn't feel like these kids didn't feel like they're from the 90s. They, they just feel like modern day kids with the same kind of ideas. Yeah, I agree with that. And so uh even though it, it's filled with 90s music, it just didn't really and, kind of didn't I mean you had an opportunity to to really kind of lean into that kind of 90s nostalgia, you know, bring up uh, the grunge music or the MTV stuff or the you know the you know, but it's all it's all kind of done jokey. It's like the dial up internet was a joke, you know. It's like you know, like mixtapes were yeah. all kind of jokey. They, they yeah, really... honestly, I was I was falling asleep like halfway through the movie. <laughs> like, I mean, like I really lost interest very quick in yeah. the film. Yeah. I actually had to stop it, and I was like, you know, I I I'll finish this later, <laughs> and I I finished it the following day because I just was not into it. But um, I, since, since you're talking about the kids, I wanted to bring up Fred Hessinger really quick that plays Simon because okay. I thought this kid was looked really old <laughs> i think the whole cast is pretty old right <laughs> no but yeah but i mean the, i thought this guy looked like like I, he's supposed to be in high school but i thought this guy really looked like he could have been pushing his early 30s uh-huh and we, it's it's funny because um because I, I, I saw this um actor in, in um in eighth grade a couple of years ago the um oh yeah bo burnham directed movie mm-hmm. he's uh he's the kid that picks on um i see I, 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 what was the girl's name um well he's he's the guy that he's the guy that picks on the on the girl for uh for using social media at a young age and i remember oh, that movie yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I totally i totally bought him as like a, a high school student i mean he but in this movie he i don't know what happened i think they shot this movie just a year after eighth grade came out but <laughs> Like he, he, I thought he just looked like a a, a man in his thirties. Well, I think the whole—I mean, the whole cast are pretty old. I think, except maybe a couple of people. Like I, I think the that, girls looked young. I think yeah, the, 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 I, Benjamin Flores looked young. I mean, and I think he's uh, yeah. the only one who kind of is his ap- appropriate age. Like he was probably seventeen or eighteen. Every everyone else is probably in their mid twenties, and but that, that you know that, that doesn't. I don't care about that stuff, especially no. for this movie. I would recommend. Something that's a very similar to this one, but I think does it right, is the Vince Vaughn one called uh, what's that called? Let me check. I think I think they're both completely di- freaky. I think freaky, they're both completely freaky, yeah. different. Yeah, freaky is much better, and that's that's just coming out in the UK. So that's much- I, I 
I I love Freak. I think I thought the movie was very entertaining. People should watch it, but I think they're both going for completely different things. Like, again, I think this is going for more like a children's. I think this is going more for nostalgia in a way. Don't well, you think? I, don't I you like? Th- I like the Final Girls. Sure. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, that movie. Ha- that's also again something completely different. <laughs> well, no, mean, not really. What, has, I, don't you think this is like a, a slasher parody though? Uh, this this Fear Street, Raymond. No, I think they were just trying. I think they were trying to adapt these books, and they were trying to adapt it at the at the flavor, uh, this nostalgic flavor of the books that um, oh. that the author made. I really think this is more kind of a par- maybe not a parody, but something uh, an homage to the '90s slasher film. And I yeah, I think there I think there's that aspect as well, and I think that part two is going to definitely have an homage to like '80s summer uh, summer camp yeah, horror summer movies. camp movies, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and uh, Sleepaway Camp. So this is the first episode, or this, this is the first installment of a three-part uh, film trilogy. The second part will be set in 1978. It's going to be about like the summer summer camp horror movies of. Uh, See, that's the thing with this movie. It's just all. It's a nostalgia movie. It's all. Yeah. It's all nostalgia, and 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 in, and if you're not a fan of the things, then you're really not going to like it. Because I, as someone that is a fan of all the stuff that they're trying to. Um, uh, I don't know. Have fun with it. Just it, it really ran out of steam very early on. Uh, Rich, are you going to continue this series? Or are you going to? This is it. No, I'll I'll, I'll continue it because really? uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Christopher Nelson. You know the the, the uh, who does the podcast, the my favorite podcast, the thing with two heads. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, he, does a, a, a horror, he does a horror podcast. Yeah, but he uh, he does the. Um, the special effects in this, uh-huh. and on part two or on the all, whole three, the, the, all three and her first film, mm. and he plugged this film, and I'll, I, that's why I was really into uh, hoping that I'm you, you know a good, yeah. Right. What a dud! I don't. He did the visual effects or the practical effects? No, no, the practical effects. He, he's he's uh, he won a Academy Award for Suicide Squad. I don't even remember the practical effects. Yeah, movie. it wasn't that much. Maybe maybe the next one. <laughs> I thought. Uh, the, the one of the killings had some pretty good practical effects. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, the, well, I mean, but, the, but the point that you're like, please end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty graphic. I, I'm shocked at how graphic but it is. But it's so late, man, yeah. in the movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we need, we need it, we need it, we I needed mean, less of the kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, apparently, uh, getting um, getting stabbed with the in the gut. Uh, it's I like know, a, right? Like a, all I need is a bandaid. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, to be fair, I, I thought that, I thought that was probably the like one of the better parts of the movie. <laughs> well, that's the kind of logic that you will find in a in a ninety slasher films. They, you know, a, a stabbing here and stabbing no. there. No, I've well, seen no, worse pro- logic and mm-hmm. and uh, and horror movies and action movies. Yeah, that's kind of like everything. Yeah, I can't I can't blame it for that. But uh, let's get to the grade, uh, Rich. How would you grade Fear Street Part One, nineteen ninety four? Uh, not very well. Probably a D plus. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I, I was really looking forward to it, and uh, like I said, and uh, yeah, by the time you know, by the time I heard uh, Sweet Jane, I said, you know, you know what? Let's watch Natural Born Killers instead. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> for me, for me, it was miles better than um. W- Willie's Wonderland. I just bring that up because I know I know you you had a lot of oh no for that movie. 
Willie's Wonderland's a masterpiece compared to this. <laughs> I, 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 I think this movie at least had a bit more, a more thought to it than Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> But um, <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> um, I give this movie. I'm I'm gonna go right down the middle. I go five. I'll go gonna go five out of ten. Uh, C, I guess. Mm. I can't rec- really recommend it, but I can't really go lower because I think it. I think they successfully executed what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think I in my eyes they were really trying to do an R-rated version of the R.L. Stein's Goosebumps TV show from the 90s mixed with a bunch of 90s nostalgia for the slasher films. And I think that's 100% what you got. And, mm. you know, I didn't like it, but, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the execution. Okay, okay. Um, I would grade this as just like Richard. Uh, I, I would give this a D plus. I think this fails. I, for me, uh, this feels like they were doing an homage of Scream, but didn't really understand what made Scream such a classic. I mean, none of the the kills in this movie felt inventive. There's no eerie. For me, that's just missed. That's missing the point. <laughs> missing the point of what? Of what of what the movie was doing is like the, it's a children's thing. Well, yeah, that to you that you know you think it's yeah to you. But I think this is more they're trying to replicate the this the, the that spirit of of the '90s slasher film, and I don't think they they got it right. I think they really didn't understand what makes those movies so cool. You know, I, I when I think of Scream, I think of that one incident in uh, in the movie where you you know they're looking underneath the the bathroom str- stall. And and the, you see the 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 two the 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 two sneakers come down and then the robe, you know, it, it's just a great scene. It's a great idea, and then you know you know the killer comes out, you know, out of the bathroom stall. It's just you know these little moments that makes the movie so eerie and so cool. That's none none of that is in this movie. There's nothing here that's actually clever, you know. All right, um, that, that's it for this review of Fear Street Part 1, 1994. It's now available on Netflix. Uh, Rich, if people want to hear our past episodes, where can they go? Uh, they can find us on uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you can find all our links at InsideFlix.com. Fear not. All right. Thank you for listening to Inside Flicks. All right. Bye-bye.